Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Cameron here with episode 18 of the Tutor Podcast, picking up on the 15 commandments that you need to have in the back of your mind in order to start, grow, and love your tutoring business. I'll just recap the previous five commandments. Commandment number one, know who you are and who you want to become. Commandment number two is know where you want to go. Commandment three, let go of the need for a specific result. Commandment four, don't care what other people are doing. And commandment number five, don't care what other people think. So today we're picking up our threads with commandment number six. Care intensely about those you serve. (sighs) Take a deep breath. Think about the people you're working with. These are the people you serve. Think about your family. These are the people you serve. Think about your friends. These are the people you serve. And think about yourself. Because you also serve yourself. I know, deep, deep down in my rumbling gut level, that if you care about the people, you'll do the right thing by those people. And care intensely. Care more, more than you think is necessary. When you ratchet up the amount of caring for the people around you that you do, the quality of your work will improve. The drive to fulfill your desire to serve the people around you will rise. That will get you out of bed earlier. It will keep you up later. It's very easy to think that business is somehow completely separate from who you are as a person. That it's just business. My heart tells me that's not the case. Business is all about who you are as a person. It's an expression of who you are. And it will impact your relationships with the people around you. So you care. Care, damn it, about the people that are around you. Care about your students. In property, you have to care about your tenants. You have to know that you're putting a roof over their head. And it's a safe place for them to be. It's a safe place for them to grow their families. And to live their own lives. Care about the people who read your books if you write. Care about the people who listen to your music if you're a composer. If all you're doing is just kicking out products and going through the same cookie cutter lessons week in, week out. Are you really caring for those people? I want you to stop. Think about the people with whom you're interacting. And the level of the relationship you have with them. And then enter into that relationship just a little bit more deeply. The depth and the security and the intensity about the interactions you have with your customers, with your clients, your readers, your listeners, your tenants even. That's what builds trust. That's what builds long-term relationships. We have to care. I'm surprised actually myself by how passionate I am about that. But that's okay, it's just the sort of person I am. That's why it's on the list of the commandments, because it really 
really matters. So that's point six, commandment number six, care intensely about those you serve. Moving on then, commandment number seven, your work is your art, it's personal. This one took a lot of time for me to work out for myself. When we're engaged in our works, it is our art, it is all about who we are. We're expressing ourselves through our work. So for myself, within my teaching role, my self-expression comes out as being irreverent, fun, playful, mischievous, and my, if you like, nurturing and coaching side comes through the work as well. Because when I'm teaching guitar, I'm always trying to compel or lure my students to ask themselves a question that goes a little bit beyond just guitar teaching. And the question is this, what else would I like to become good at that I thought was impossible for me? Where is the limit that I can take down and grow as a person? That's very personal to me. That goes into all of the work that I do. It goes into me as a coach. It goes into the work through me as a teacher, as a writer, as a property owner, as an investor. Everything I do has that little question right at its heart. The work is your art. It's personal. Become a better version of you through the work you do. Now, the other side of art is the craft aspect of it. I'm not too sure about the word art myself. I think it carries some semantic connotation for me that they're a little bit uncomfortable. But I'm very happy with the word craft. So maybe I should rephrase this whole 15 commandments to your work is your craft. Because craft for me means an ongoing development of a skill set a deep and personal involvement in the work, but the the focused evolution of the skills involved in the practice of that work. So maybe I should just tweak that for myself. Work hard on your craft. Spend the money to go and get the skills. Learn from people who are better than you. If you are the best teacher in a room, you are in the wrong room. If you're the best coach in a room, unless you're leading the group, you're in the wrong room. If you're the poorest and the least informed person in the room, you are in the right room because you're going to learn from the people around you. Get around people who are better at the job than you, who know more than you, who are more skilled than you, and hoover up all their good ideas. Craft your own craft. Tweak it. Finesse it. Make it better. Polish it until it shines. And express yourself through the work. It is your craft. It is an ongoing and evolving skill set. If all you have to offer your students or your clients is what you have when you left college, I think your business is in great danger. Because if you're not growing, you're probably dying. So invest in yourself, read voraciously, and 
work hard on your skills because your work is all about your craft, it's your art, it's personal. And if you're not getting better, you're probably getting worse. Commandment number eight then. Don't ask for permission. Gosh, I wish I'd known this one way, way back. When in my late teens, a very good friend of mine, a dear old mate, and I were talking about buying an investment property. 30 years ago, houses were dirt cheap. 30 odd years ago, the whole buy-to-let boom hadn't really happened. Why is this relevant? Because I did something really, really daft, but entirely understandable. Is I asked my dad. I asked my dad if he thought it was a good thing. And I suppose I really asked for his permission to, to go and buy a property as a partner with my best mate. My dad's map didn't really allow that for him didn't allow it for me so I took his advice who knows what that could have resulted in had I not asked my parents permission there's a great quote from a guy called Benjamin Jarrett an 18th century intellectual was a university lecturer thinker philosopher and all-around intellectual badass the quote is this and it's momentarily gone from me. Never retreat. Never explain. Get it done and let them howl. Oh, I knew it was in there somewhere. Get it done and let them howl. God. That would have been such a great thing to know as a kid. As a teenager, as a youngster, in my 20s, maybe even through to my 30s, don't ask for permission. Get it done and let them howl. Mind-blowingly powerful. Don't ask for permission from anyone. Nobody else is running your life. You are. Whose permission do you need to be you? Whose permission do you need to be happy? Whose permission do you need to become wealthier, more successful, to be booked solid? Don't ask for permission. Get it done let them howl. So commandment number nine, learn through doing. The great thing about doing stuff is that you learn stuff. If you are waiting, waiting, waiting for the right time, you'll always be waiting. You'll always be waiting for the right time to invest, to learn, to start, to expand, to develop, to contract or change track. There's never going to be a perfect time. And if you're worried that you don't know enough, start anyway. You will learn as you go. I love Ray Bradbury's quote, leap and grow your wings on the way down. I've learned so much by doing things that made me initially uncomfortable because I didn't have all the answers. What I promise you is this. The moment you begin to do the thing that you've been worrying about, some of the fear evaporates as you realise you've got certain aspects of it. 
gives you a little bit more bandwidth mentally to learn the next thing you need to know. If you've invested in courses and books and video programs and onlines, do the thing. Don't keep going back over the course. Don't keep going back over the books, rereading everything. Get on and do it. I'm a certified NLP practitioner and I am amazed by how many people in conversation will mention that they've done an NLP practitioner's course. Some of them have done a master practitioner's course, but they don't use it. They've done the course, but they haven't allowed the skill set to propagate across their lives. They don't use the power of those techniques to propel them forwards. A couple of them have discussed this openly with me, and they have said that they didn't really know what they were doing, so they were afraid of making a mistake. This is crazy. You are going to make mistakes. We're all going to make mistakes, but you'll learn by doing the thing. As grown-ups, we're very averse to the idea of making mistakes. So we generally hang back for fear that we might screw up. This is the way we're conditioned. But as children, we don't do that. Kids learn through doing stuff. As grown-ups, as parents, we watch them doing the stuff, we watch them making mistakes, and we encourage them to keep going. This is a human universal, and I can prove it. Because you watch any child learning to walk, and any reasonable parent watching them learning to walk, the kid will take half a step and fall. The parent will make encouraging noises and lift the kid back onto their feet. And they'll keep doing this. The kid falls, the parent approves, we lift them up, they do it again, they try a bit more, now they're taking three quarters of a step before they fall down. Before you know it, they're taking two, three steps. The parents are gushing enthusiastically as the kid makes mistakes. Think about the power of that paradigm in your teaching practice. If you're a teacher or a coach, you applaud the mistakes. Then you give them a safe place to make more mistakes. This is good. Mistakes are part of the learning process. But you have to make it safe so that people can learn by doing the thing. You don't heft the kid up onto its feet. He takes half a step and then falls down and you go, Puff, sorry, this one just isn't a walker. No, you encourage them to make the mistakes, to learn to do learn through doing the thing. There's an idea in personal development of the corridor. Now, I don't know if you come across this. It's life is like a big, long corridor with doors off each side that goes on for the whole of your life. Now, you can't open all of the doors as you go down that corridor. You can only open the next door and the next door and the next door. And the story goes that we stand at the end of the corridor afraid to take the first step because we don't know what's behind the first door. So we wait and we never find out what's behind the first door. The second door eludes us. The third door is away in the distance somewhere. But if we begin to take a few steps down the corridor, we can see the first doorway more clearly. We can then investigate it 
pursue what's behind the door or move on to the second door. So we have to take progress. This is the learning by doing. Take the next step. Okay, finally for this episode, because we're going to be out of time very shortly. Commandment number 10. Don't take yourself too seriously. Boy, have I struggled with this. I wrote this one down a long time ago because I realized that I was far too serious, far too focused and probably far too grumpy as I focused on building my escape tunnel from the day job that I no longer wanted to pursue. And what I tend to do now is see how much fun and how much frivolity I can squeeze out of any situation. If we have a problem within one of the businesses, I usually ask myself the question, right, what's fun about this? Where's the gag in this? There must be something funny in this. Because I don't want to be miserable. If I take myself too seriously and decide that everything I do has to be perfect, then the chances are I'm never going to do anything. Because I'll loop back and I'll get absolutely hung up on having the specific result, which is commandment number three. I'll get bogged down by wondering what other people will think of me. And I won't do anything. I'll take myself way too seriously, as though I have any consequence in the world. A long time ago, I read a great blog post by a guy called Johnny B. Truant. And the blog post is entitled, and if the F-bomb offends you in any way, sorry. It's called, The Universe Doesn't Give a Flying Fuck About You. That was a game changer for me. I had this strange idea that something I did might be of cosmic significance. Reading that blog and taking on its principles, its underlying idea that the universe is far too big, far too busy to even care about me, was a real revelation. The universe has its own stuff to attend to. I am a tiny mote of dust dancing in a hurricane. I don't matter to the universe. So I might as well have some fun because nobody's going to come and lock me up for having fun whilst I'm making a living, building a fortune, building a legacy and helping other people to have a better life. Oh, I wish I'd known that way, way earlier. If you take yourself too seriously, then the chances are you're not going to have a lot of fun. When you're teaching, you'll probably make the lessons less fun for your students. If you can make them more fun for your students and more fun for you, wouldn't that change the way you operate? Would it make it easier for you to find students if your reputation was great fun, very encouraging, light-hearted, rather than serious, leaden, and a bit, a bit of a stiff, a bit straight-laced. Please don't take yourself too seriously. We are going to die. So why don't we have as much fun as possible whilst we're making a difference in the world? How would that be for you? Okay, so that was commandment number 10. Don't take yourself too seriously. And again, I'm out of time. So I'll take the last five commandments into the next episode, which is episode 19. 
I'm really looking forward to that. And I hope you've enjoyed these and found them useful. Please leave your comments or get in touch with me. It's info at neilcamado.com. You can get me directly on there. And subscribe and like the Tudor podcast. And I will attempt to convey to you everything you need to do to start, grow and love your tutoring business. Have yourself a fantastic day. See you next time. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.